Awesome. All right, so I'm gonna intro and yeah, and then I'll we'll just kind of flow from there. Um, and yeah, cool. Everyone ready? Should probably mute my TV, huh? Welcome to the Ross Weekly, where we present to you the latest happenings and upcomings in the Ross community, paired with a brief dive into both a Ross student and Ross club's background. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Church, and with me I have. Bridget Manning, MBA2 extraordinaire. Welcome back from winter break, Bridget. Hello, Jeff. Welcome back to you too. You pumped to record the pod today? I'm so excited. This is my first one of 2021. I'm ready to go from my bedroom. Strong start to the year. Uh, How was your winter break? Give me a, a high and a low from your time, your six weeks off between classes. Okay, so my high is my sister was also able to take some time off uh, over the six weeks that I had off. So our family of four was living together again, just like in high school. And that's also my low because my family of four was living together again in one house, just like (laughs) high school. So no, but in all seriousness, it was really fun to be with family and see her for a long time and just get that quality time, one of the silver linings of the pandemic. Um, yeah. How about you, Jeff? What was your high and low? Awesome. Well, I, I think I shared some last week, but I think my high was definitely getting to see the family for Christmas. My low was uh, seeing the family for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I, I normally love being home and I love my family. It was a little different during COVID, a little more cooped up, a little less space, but uh, no, I, I love them. And uh yeah, no, it's, it's great to be back and, and have structure to life again, uh, in my mind. Uh, question for you. Uh, I'm trying to ask a lot of people this. Uh, what's one thing you're focusing on to get through the pandemic like that you're thinking about once you, know, you have the vaccine or once we've returned to some degree of normalcy? So I think this is really specific to us in the B-School community, but I'm trying to kind of uh, pin my hopes on a future move. Uh, I'm going to Chicago after school. And so I've started just really lightly looking around on Zillow and looking at possible apartments to rent. And I feel like that time frame is long enough away that it's something that I can look forward to. Um, and it just kind of gives me an escape and a way to daydream uh, when I'm looking for something to take my mind off of everything. Yeah, same, I actually got a, a- my wall calendar for 2021. I got a Chicago wall calendar so that I could look forward to that move uh, and being there. What, uh, so, so that's one thing kind of after, what's one thing that you're doing now while we're kind of in this environment that's just helping you kind of get through the day to day? Yeah, so usually I'm a big reader, um, but reading, you know, hasn't really been doing the trick lately. Um, So I have actually been watching The Sopranos. So no spoilers, please. I've actually never seen The Sopranos. I have no idea what happens in that show. Somehow I've made it this long. Um, So I've been binging that right now. And that's my very short term uh, way to get through everything. Awesome. Yeah, no, I've been focusing on Better Call Saul sometimes a little slow for just kind of pandemic distraction, but um, I I like that. I like that you mentioned that, you know, some things work now, some things don't work anymore. I had some distractions that worked very well in in the summer and the spring that are kind of shifting. And I think that's just the fact that we're, you know, in this so deep, Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, And with that, why don't you introduce, uh, or I guess preview today's guest. Yes, I'm so excited about today's guest. Our guest for today is Kalani Abbey. 
Um, Kalani is one of the co-chairs of Ross's 45th annual ALE conference. It's happening this Thursday through Saturday, February 4th through the 6th. She's also the president of the Africa Business Club, so extremely busy, and we can't wait to hear more from her later in the show. So really excited about that. Welcome, Kalani. We're so happy to have you. So happy to be here. All right. So that'll be a lot of fun later on in the show. Uh, Bridget, why don't you take the crowd through uh, what's going on on campus this week at Ross? Absolutely. So I'll give you um, one more preview of the ALE conference. So once again, um, this Thursday through Saturday, February 4th through 6th is the 45th annual ALE conference. It's the longest running conference at the Ross School of Business. In its 45 years of existence, the conference has engaged attendees around the issues, challenges, and opportunities encountered by underrepresented minorities in the business world. You can sign up on campus groups. I definitely already have my ticket and I'm so excited about the lineup. You guys should definitely check it out. And again, we'll hear more about that later in the episode. Some other stuff that's happening on campus this week. Um, this week is Wellness Week. It's running uh, February th 1st through February 5th. This year, they're focusing on staying well together with the understanding that our own wellness, as well as our collective wellness, is what fuels our success. You can also sign up for that on campus groups. Um, some specific events, their keynote speaker is Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. And that will feature Nicole Cardoza, founder of the Anti-Racism Daily, Yoga Foster, and Rec Reclamation Ventures. And then on Wednesday, February 3rd, from 12 to 1 p.m. with um, D plus B and ZLI is the session on designing your wellness routine. So definitely go online and check some of those events out uh, this week. Yeah, and I'll add here, last uh, fall, we actually had a weekly episode with Anna Eaton, who many are aware uh, is heavily involved in much of the wellness programming that goes on and working with CAPS in the program office to kind of make this happen. So uh, shout out to her for uh, all the work she's put in. So also coming up in the next couple weeks is Ross Diversity Week. Uh, so this is running February 8th to 11th. Uh, within this event, you this week-long event, you can hear perspectives and stories from executives, alumni, clubs, and classmates. Plus, join a town hall with Dean DeRue on progress on BBSA's call to action. Um, so I know that more details about this week are still be still coming together but there's gonna be a great lineup of events. I know one of my own clubs, Retail Luxury Goods, is partnering with the Michigan Marketing Club on a great event evaluating um, brands' responses to BLM. Um, so definitely tune in for that event and some of the other great events that are gonna run during Diversity Week. Additionally, uh, the deadline to sign up for the Ross FinTech Challenge is this week, February 5th. Join a team of four to six Rossers to help one of 10 Ann Arbor small businesses push through the pandemic by recommending a solution to their most critical fintech and digital related problems. Um, I, one of our, me and Jeff's great friends, Ross Goldberg is kind of heading up this event and I know he's been working really hard on it. It's gonna be fantastic. So if you have any interest at all, I would really encourage everyone listening to sign up. Also and then, president of the fintech club. Yes, Found yes. Yes. Um, so definitely check that out. I think all my roommates are doing a team and I didn't sign up yet. So I feel kind of left out. I might sign up at the last second because it sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm beginning to think the same thing. I'm a little bored. <laughs> so maybe I need something to do. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, and the last event is we have a story lab, another story lab retreat coming up um, on February 18th and 19th, and that deadline to apply is this week, February 7th. Uh, story lab develops executive level presence and communication skills through storytelling workshop and events. If you're an MBA 2 listening, don't forget that this could be one of the last uh, story lab events you can attend, so definitely consider signing up for that as well. So that's kind of what's happening on campus this week. I'm going to throw it back over to Jeff to review some uh, our favorite topic, recruiting. Yeah, and guys, don't forget to check out your program office email. Uh, I know I feel better after reading it, even though I don't normally think to read it, um, but it does help us all feel that sense of community and feel more connected and aware of what's going on at Ross this week, uh, if this podcast is not enough for you. Um, but so, yeah, so some recruiting bits. Uh, I know as a peer coach, I know the CPGs on to second and final rounds at this point. Congrats to everyone who's received an offer. Um, keep your head down and stay positive to those who haven't. Uh, give people a virtual hug as you see them make the call, shoot a text, check in how people are doing. It's a very stressful time uh, for recruits. It's exciting, um, a lot's going on. So just make sure you're supporting your friends when you need to. Uh, you'll hear about this soon. If you haven't already, there's these things called job action groups uh, for those who uh, maybe didn't get an offer in on-campus recruiting that the CDO puts together. It helps them kind of navigate the off-campus search and all the, the flood of job uh, openings that are posted on Ross Recruit in the next couple months. Um, do not fear. Uh, it happens every year. People do not get offers from on-campus recruiting. There are more than enough opportunities that come available in the next couple of months, particularly this year with all the uncertainty. Requires a little more hustle, but the opportunities will be there. In the end, you are a Ross MBA, so keep your head up. Uh, MBA twos are starting to slowly creep into just-in-time recruiting. Um, on that note, startups and smaller companies are, you know, beginning to become more aware of their employment needs. Maybe it'll heat up more in March and April, but um, perhaps start thinking about that if if you've kind of put it on the back burner. Um, I know personally, I'll, I'll begin to think about reconnecting with folks from my internship just to kind of have that smooth landing um, when, uh, you know, my start date's July 12th. Uh, Bridget, you and I are both going to Kraft Heinz, so let's go Kraft Heinz. Um, hey, Kraft Heinz. Hell yeah, let's go. And uh, yeah, so uh, I think we're both very excited to, to get back there and uh, make an impact. Um, so moving on from recruiting, uh, kind of to talk about outside of Ross events, uh, within the broader university, uh, I just, again, encourage everyone to check out this website. It's happening at Michigan. That's happening ampersand Michigan. Uh, they have a ton of seminars, uh, webinars, and uh, just discussions and classes on there, um, not only for undergrads, but just for, for the Michigan community. A couple of them that I'll list here uh, there's a, a, a talk from uh, Dr. Justin Dunavant, who's a postdoc fellow from Vanderbilt uh, uh, today, I guess, if the recording's coming out on Monday at 1.30, uh, titled The Historical uh, Ecology of Slavery in the Danish West Indies, an Archaeology of Redress. Um, <clears throat> once again, you can find that on the website. It seems like a, a quite the uh, niche topic, but uh, pretty interesting. And just to get a little more niche, uh, there's another that I couldn't uh, go without sharing. Sister Scholars, The Emergence of Orthodox Girls' Education in Interwar Poland, presented by Judaic Studies. This is 7 p.m. 
on uh, Thursday, uh, sorry, the third, uh, February, uh, February 4th, Thursday. Um, and so check that out, a couple examples there. A couple more fun examples, perhaps. One is an Italian cooking demo and wine pairing with Pisanos. Um, so cook with sous chef Wade Grisbin and discuss wine pairings with Michael Roddy, proprietor and wine enthusiast. Participants will be pro provided with a recipe and ingredients list and are invited to cook along with the chef. Alternatively, participants may order dinner and or the red or white wine pairing for easy pop-in and pick up directly from the restaurant. This is $10 per individual for the program. And I guess there's a broader series of these that's $90. So check that out. Uh, happening at Michigan is the website. Look for uh, Italian cooking demo and wine pairings with Pisanos. One other thing I'd mention, I guess there's these weekly film suggestions from the Michigan Union Ticket Office, uh, MUDO for short. Uh, this week's suggestions are films made in Detroit about Detroiters from urban farming to Motown. Um, they are Urban Roots, uh, made in 2011, Detroit 48202, Conversations Along a Postal Route, uh, Dream Girls and Eight Mile. I have seen Dream Girls and Eight Mile. I have not seen um, the latter two. Um, in Ann Arbor, broadly, more broadly, there's a couple discussions to be aware of. Uh, America without racism, making the vision a reality, what we must have in the aftermath of COVID-19. Uh, I think this is particularly interesting, especially in the context of the recent BLM movement, um, but also just the pandemic at large, uh, the impacts that this is having on our society and just kind of highlighting uh, some inequalities. Um, the uh, introduction is gonna be by Laurent Williams, uh, racial justice educator and professional storyteller, co-founder of Washington Faces Race. Um, it, this program is happening on Friday from six to 9 p.m. and Saturday, one to 4 p.m. Uh, join us in a free virtual two-day community conversation as we imagine a world free of racism and explore what must be done to create this future. Experts will talk about the fundamental changes needed in the institutions of policing, work, healthcare, and the commons with interludes by local musicians, poets, and artists. We'll conclude with a visioning session for all. Seems like a cool way to kind of plug into the community and talk about some of these larger issues that we're facing. Um, the event's sponsored by Washtenaw Faces Race, Ypsilanti District Library, University of Michigan Museum of Natural History and the Interfaith Council for Peace and Justice. The final event that I would make everyone aware of is uh, the Entrepreneurship Center introduces Michigan Women Forward Financing Opportunities. Uh, this is Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. on February 3rd. Uh, Jennifer Moon, uh, the loan officer of Michigan Women Forward Financing, uh, sorry, Michigan Women Forward is speaking. Uh, Michigan Women Forward is an organization, I think, associated with Washtenaw Community College, um, and it works to eliminate barriers to economic and social equality by providing access to capital, uh, also to create women's economic security by starting and growing businesses and preparing them to qualify for traditional funding sources. So check that out Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Um, happening at Michigan is the website. Look for Michigan Women Forward. So with that, couple events in Ann Arbor and at the Greater University, I'll throw it back to you, Bridget, to introduce our favorite bus colleague, Kalani. Yes, the moment we've all been waiting for, the reason we're all here. Welcome Kalani to the podcast. As I understand, it is your first time on Business Beyond Usual. Is that true? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. So now you get, yes, welcome. Now you get to see how all the magic's made. Super impressive, I know. Yeah, and I get to add it to my resume. Oh yeah, definitely. 
And we were also talking about earlier how you can also listen to your own voice on Spotify, which is a unique experience. So <laughs> Not everyone enjoys it. Yes. So Kalani, can you just start um, at the risk of sounding like an interview? Can you just give us a quick background about yourself and let us know how you ended up here at Ross? Sure. So I will try not to make this an elevator pitch, um, but I am originally from Prince George's County, Maryland. Prior to Ross, in the healthcare space, um, came to Ross with the intent of switching into consulting, successfully did so, and will be going to the Boston Consulting Group's DC office. Um, here at Ross, I feel like, Ridge, I know you were trying to get me to like say what I did earlier, and I feel like I do too much and too many different things, so I can't really remember them all, but my highlights, the bus, being alongside Bridge and Jeff prior to COVID on top, like just having the time of our lives, but also um, leading the Africa Business Club, helping out with consortium consulting recruiting, um, being involved with BBSA among other affinity organizations. So very sad, my time here is coming to an end, but I feel like I, I did try to make the most of it um, and met great people like you guys as well. Well, I mean, we've got a, a quarter of it left. Let's uh, pump the brakes on coming to an end here. I know, I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, uh earlier i was trying to get kalani to list everything she was involved in and i don't know everything you're involved in but i do know you're busy so let let it be known that kalani is one very busy woman uh much busier than i so um congrats on honestly packing so much into your b-school experience uh if you're a prospective student one thing that everyone says is pick wisely but also make the most of your time and i know kalani that you have made the most of three quarters of your time here so like jeff yeah. said We'll yeah. continue to make the most of the final quarter as we can. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy when you have classmates like you all. So, oh, that's good. Nice. Okay, so this week is ALE. I know you've been working on this for a very long time. We <laughs> talked about, you know, even you know during the summer, even prior to the summer, I started working on this conference. So, can you tell us a little bit about ALE and how and why you got involved with this specific conference? Sure. So ALE is actually Ross's longest um, running conference. Um, it's typically not is put on by the, the Black Business Student Association and really is a hallmark, I think, of a lot of our experiences here. When I stepped into the role, I guess I didn't realize how important it would be. I think just given the kind of year we had last year, it's even more important to discuss issues that are pertinent to Black professionals and the Black America at large. Um, and so I think stepping back, the reason why I did want to get involved with ALE, it was one of the key markers for me on why Ross was such a great institution and why this community was like no other. And so for me, I felt like this was an opportunity to give that back and to, you know, make way for a prospective student or even just alumni to remember like why Ross is so, such a great place and why Ross has such great people. So that's kind of why I got involved. Um, this year's conference, the theme is the uprising, reclaiming the black voice in business and society. And it's pretty self-explanatory, right? I think even now, more than ever, it's important to consider how do we amplify the voices of those that have been quieted and silenced for so long, and not just in the business context, right? And so it's thinking through how do we grow greater political engagement? How do we think through increasing wealth within our communities? And so really, really, really excited. Um, I will have the absolute pleasure of moderating the keynote with Angela Rye on Friday, and then across Saturday panels, healthcare, policy, finance, and entrepreneurship with some really great people. We have like the CEO of March of Dimes, who was a Ross alum, 
CEO of the Michigan Public Health Institute, the creator of Macronomics, um, Adrian Harris, who was involved with the Biden transition, just really, really great panelists. And one of my favorite parts of ALE is going to be our first ever DJ verses. <laughs> so if anybody has had the pleasure or the privilege of hearing DJ One Mo on the ones and twos, you know it'll be a treat. Um, we also will have Chima, who was the bus DJ in 2019. He'll be going head to head with Mo. So I hope you guys can tune in for that part of the conference as well. Is the Versus sponsored by Ciroc? <laughs> no, it is not. All right. Well, no, it is not. It could be sponsored by Truly. I um, need to get in touch with their reps. Or maybe we still have some uh, <laughs> Coors Light left in the uh, bus from that time they sponsored a tailgate. Yeah, we can go get some room temperature Coors Light and give it to the DJs. I'm sure they'd love that. It'll do. It will do. Summer, winter, skunked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome event uh, and it ranges everything from, you know, really serious, um, insightful conversations to just getting together with classmates and alumni, as you said, uh, during the DJ verses and just just connecting again. It's so tough during these times to stay, stay together and stay connected and feel like a community. So um, I just commend you on, you know, running a great event that will bring us together as a community. Um, And I'm so excited. So. Yeah. And Bridge, I forgot to also highlight um, Marcus Collins will be giving a presentation on the currency of culture. And I think it's it's really interesting when you think about Black consumerism and how powerful the Black dollar is. And so, just you know, Marcus Collins is great. I personally love him because, you know, he ran a strategy or digital strategy for Beyonce. And you all know how I feel about Beyonce. But other than that, a very esteemed professor. Um, and so that also is going to be another great part of the conference. Yeah, I think in your illustrious career, Kalani, you should keep Marcus Collins in the back of your mind because I think if he's good enough for Beyonce, maybe you can hire him to do your digital marketing, but we'll have to see down the line, you know, what the other contenders are. So we'll circle back. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So um, as you mentioned, this is a super historic event, the 45th year in a row that this conference has been going on. And uh, I didn't know if you could touch on, you know, some of the challenges or surprises that came up along the way you know given this year specifically and given the historic nature of taking on you know a conference like this can you kind of speak to the responsibility and how you felt you know while you were planning it yeah for sure and Bridget like I need to make sure I highlight my other co-chairs Ryan Bernard and Ken Nora like those two I know them personally and they're really great friends of mine and I think I've just been able to really garner a lot more respect for them and how cooperative and how I think we're just a really great and strong team. So without them too, as well as our the rest of our committee, Whitney Pollard, Jasmine Branch, Shayon Donaldson, Alexia Sobagal, um, and Marion, I'm going to say her last name wrong, Marion O. They have all been like great team teammates. And so I think even though this has been a, a huge lift, I think they have lightened the load for sure. So when we stepped into ALE, right, this was like, when we stepped into this position rather, it was maybe, I think across February and March, no, excuse me, February was when we formally stepped into it. And so at the time, none of us had heard about the coronavirus and, you know, we were thinking through, we're planning an in-person conference. We're going to have a great time. We're going to end it at um, live. Like, it's just going to be a great conference, right? And so by March, we were like, like, starting to hear about the coronavirus and in our minds, February of next year, we're fine. Like I remember the program office was like, well, have you guys thought about a virtual conference? And we were like, for what? Like, it's, it's gonna be fine. Like, yeah. it's gonna be out. 
Um, sure enough, jokes were on us because now <laughs> we quickly found out over the summer that we will indeed be on the Zoom screen for longer than we anticipated. And so that I think was one of the biggest challenges thinking, how do you engage thoughtfully in a way that does not feel ex exhausting? Because I know everybody is tired of being on Zoom. People are tired of interfacing virtually. And so just thinking about really thoughtful programming that was still interactive and exciting. And it's funny because, you know, when I, when we realized that we're going to go virtual, I was like, okay, we're going to have like a lot of money saved. We're not spending money on a venue. We're not spending money on food. We're not flying people out. Like it's going to be great. And then I saw how much the pathable platform cost. And I said, JK, and realized that, you know, it's actually harder to do things in a tech world. So I think that was our biggest challenge, like trying to understand how do you bring this to life in a way that is not super, that is still cost effective, but you know, really maximizes any sort of way to engage people in a, in a good way. So I think we we had a, a lot of calls with the, the team over at Pathable trying to think through how do you build a really good interface. And I think the site looks lovely. Um, so time will tell, you know, hopefully you guys will give us feedback on if we did it well or not. But I think we were able to, I think we we're able to address the challenges in a way, in a way that was as best as we could just given the way of the world. It's interesting you mentioned that the challenges of planning a virtual conference. Mimo uh, and Lauren Montgomery planned marketing symposium back last mm -hmm. night. And it was just funny working with the program office and they, all the tips and tricks they had developed in the last month or two. So at yeah. least that resource available to you. Yeah. And Jeff, I know we will be adding a ton of tips and tricks as well because we definitely learned a lot. And it's, it's funny, right? You don't have a you don't have a substantial base of reference. Everybody's just kind of trying to figure it out as we go. So I think well, we're happy to contribute to how people can or cannot do confer virtual conferences going forward, but hopefully more to say on a, the former part. Yeah, I mean, I will say on saving money, we didn't use a different platform. So we did have a ton of cash. And we, I remember we were gonna get our, our gift for every, all the attendees and we settled on these Yeti coffee mugs. And nice. uh, first year that we had responsible for it kept coming back to us, Mo and Lauren can attest, being like, is it okay if it's this much? Okay, if it's, and we would just be like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Get the bigger size, like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we were actually trying to figure out how to continue gift giving, not only to our attendees, but at the conference as well, we're gonna have a bingo competition. And so throughout the sessions, there'll be bingo passwords given and you like mark it on your bingo card, you submit it. And I think it's five winners will be selected for a gift bundle. So we really have thought through different ways wow. to keep people like on their toes and engaged. So hopefully maybe you guys could be winners. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Wow. I would be honored. I, uh, I bought a Powerball ticket last week for that mega millions. That was a billion uh, dollar jackpot. And I really had convinced myself I was going to win. So this prize bundle could be like a little consolation prize for me. <laughs> I think the winning ticket for that was nearby. I think it was Novi, Michigan, which is outside Detroit. Really? So yes. So not far off. Wow. Okay, Bridget. Next time you go, can you buy me one? <laughs> yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge secret uh, Powerball ticket buyer, so I guess now it's not a secret anymore. But I'll <laughs> let you know next time it gets big. I keep an eye on it. So. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great event and I can't wait to attend. Um, I'll have my bingo card ready uh, and I'm just so excited to support you guys, but also just learn so much and have a great weekend, um, you know, attending all these uh, different events that you have planned. I do want to kind of end on an upper and a, you know, a lighter note because I know you've been working so, so hard. 
Um, so do you have anything that you're looking forward to kind of, I, I know that you're really excited about the conference, but it's been an enormous amount of work. So do you have anything coming up this semester that you're particularly excited about or a way to relax that you could share with us? I think everyone's looking for new ways to relax. So, yeah, you know, it, Bridget's a really great question. Um, <laughs> don't, don't know if I thought, thought a lot about it, but I am looking forward to, I intentionally front loaded my winter A quarter so that by winter B, I think I'm only taking two classes and one of them is a semester class. And so it's like only an hour and 30 minutes every week. So I'm looking forward to having more time to just chill and do nothing. But if I know myself, that probably won't happen. I do have like a whole heap of books. And so I restarted my book club last year. And so I'm very excited to get back into that. I'm currently reading Transcendent Kingdom. I have like Shoe Dog on the list, the original I was like, I just, I actually look forward to getting back into my books. Sorry, that was like such a nerd thing to say, but you know, that calms me, <laughs> it relaxes me. <laughs> no, I, I totally it's, agree. I've, I've been jumping on the Bill Bryson train lately. I, I just read At Home, the, uh, the History of Private Life, which was on a lot of like, if you're stuck in quarantine, read this. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm stuck in my apartment, so let's learn about my apartment. <laughs> Yeah, and Kalani, as Jeff and I are, uh, you know, used to be CPA, well, we are CPAs, but we were accountants in a former life, and uh, in Shoe Dog, Phil Knight was also an accountant when he started his career, so that's a, that's a story of hope for me and Jeff, honestly, that's a, that's an inspiring story, so let us know when you read Shoe Dog. Uh, <laughs> Good one, I read it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I went to um, Greece uh, during my Amtrek, rest in peace, um we we went to <laughs> we went to um acropolis and we saw the i guess it's the temple of nike yeah mm -hmm. and it was just like wow like this is this is kind of where it originated in a sense so very excited mm -hmm. to, to read that yeah you'll have to let us know when you do because it's really good um i actually when i worked at nike this is a complete aside there was an, another intern who had um a shirt that just said nike is a woman and I was like, I need that shirt. And I Googled it forever and I never found it. So if anyone out there ever finds a shirt that says Nike is a woman, then I would love to have that shirt. But well, Kalani, thank you for being on with us today. Jeff. me. Awesome. Thank you, Kalani, for joining us. One final parting thought. If we're thinking about who can sponsor the versus battle between Mo and mm -hmm. uh, what about uh, Come Um, if Kenny's uh, involved in the planning? So Ken will actually be the MC. Uh, oh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they should sponsor this versus battle. I don't know what the gifts would be uh, for, for someone like Mo. Especially especially because Mo is not balding, right? So yeah, <laughs> you don't want to prematurely sentence him to that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that parting thought, uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Shout out to Mo, you have a beautiful head of hair. Uh, <laughs> And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you join us next week and hope you have a good week this week. Thank you.